Hey, it's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel, all the major audio podcatchers, and Odyssey as well. Uh, credit Justin Campbell for the intro at jcamp1521, as always, when I use that intro. Uh, today, my guest is Casey Robinson. She was the girlfriend of Duncan Lemp, who was there when, with him when he was killed. Uh, normally, I put these, like, we'll do the public live stream and then put it behind a paywall after for this, you know, considering the magnitude of this interview, uh, I will not be doing it for this one. Uh, you only do that every now and then. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, it's good. Um, so I don't want to, uh, affect the signal at all. So that's why I'm not putting it behind the paywall. So with that, please share it around. Also, if you're here on the live stream, feel free to ask questions, uh, whatever, what have you, uh, we'll definitely, if we have time or, you know, if it's a pertinent question, we can bring it up. Uh, yeah, I do want to point out, but, uh, you know, I do, I brought up the paywall. So, uh, you know, that's patreon.com. Just no way. Jose 2020 lowest levels, two bucks, highest levels, 20. That's my sponsors. My sponsors are CD McRae of the whiskey and tea podcast. Jeremy, who has an Etsy store at Etsy.com slash shop slash raising Liberty. You can also follow him at Jeremy rhymes. And I have Mikel Thorup of the expat money show. He has a show where he kind of goes into, you know, if you want to move as uh, particularly out of the country and stuff, he, he's able to help you out with that. He also does a, as a business. So if you're, if you're looking to do that, if you're trying to, you know, reduce your tax burden, what have you, he's your guy. Uh, today, the topic, you know, as I just told you, it was, um, I'm going to be talking to Duncan Lump's girlfriend. Um, so I, I do want to point out the point of this episode is not to be like overtly political, although the point in a certain sense is to kind of humanize victims of, uh, you know, no knock slash red flag slash whatever type stuff. So, I mean, it is kind of, kind of tangentially political, but not overtly. If you do want an overtly one, I've already covered that with that Magnus Pan video. That was episode 166. I mean, if, if Casey does decide to go, you know, turn the conversation that way at some point, then sure, obviously I'll follow along, but that's not necessarily the purpose of this one. So bear that in mind. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, my point of this episode is to kind of humanize, uh, to get to know the, the people, uh, and then also to kind of, I would like to hear her side of the story, which is also, uh, it's been released before, uh, but just not in this format. So, um, yeah. Uh, also last thing, uh, toplops.com is Jose at checkout for 10% off. Um, and with that, let's go ahead and get Casey in here. Hey Casey, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good, good. Uh, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, this is really surreal for me because this is a this story is something that obviously I know it you know, it meant a lot to you, but it also it definitely meant something to me and I think a lot of other people as well because uh, this is a I don't know for me I, I saw myself a lot in this because I mean I could definitely identify with Duncan a lot. Uh, I was a young father. I'm 31. I have a 12 year old and a nine year old. Uh, I know he kind of got that taken away from him, so. Uh, that really struck a chord with me along with many other aspects of this. Uh, so, uh, but before we get into it, I'll, I'll just let you introduce yourself. I know you have other stuff going on, so feel free to pull up plugs of anything you have. Cause I know you're kind of the crypto sphere, which is very, uh, you know, that's yeah. something that's amenable to my audience. So uh, just, you know, introduce yourself, who you are, what you're about. If you want to do plugs, whatever, what have you, you're welcome to do that. So. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm Casey Robinson and uh, I have my almost, two-year-old son now, Rye or Ryan, um, middle name Socrates after Duncan Socrates Lamp. Uh, so anyway, I uh, loved her intro, the little uh, anime girl with the, <laughs> with the money <laughs> coming out. Um, yeah, I'm into crypto and I work, I currently work at voxels.com, which is a metaverse that's, or virtual world that's been around since 2018 has a ton of utility for building for galleries and music and game engines and scripting and 
and what have you, you know, co-ops, proof of attendance protocol, like all the, all the good crypto stuff. <laughs> um, and formerly known as crypto voxels, but now voxels just to give it like more broader appeal. Um, so yeah, I, I connected with Duncan originally over um, technology and uh, crypto market making. I was interested in some of his projects. Uh, I was work. I was looking into mixed reality headsets, and we like entered a contest together about that. And we were just yeah talking a lot of tech through mutual friends on Facebook. And um, yeah, I don't know. He just kept inviting me to places. Uh, and I, I was busy, kind of busy with work. And then he said, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to your house. Okay. okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I thought maybe we'd just hang out for a day. But then I just couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't stop thinking about him because he was so sweet and smart and um like multifaceted and would really get into anything you were uh about you know and be really encouraging like he was always calling friends being super encouraging towards like no nah, your goal was this like focus on that that thing that you wanted and and like these are the steps you can do like he was he was just so um I don't know, inspirational to a lot of people. Yeah, I know he was very, because uh, I did a little bit of digging around the time, and I know he was very involved. Or I think he did a couple of podcasts where you were able to see him talk and stuff, and he did uh, he did kind of strike me as a little bit of an adorable nerd in that aspect. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny you guys met over the internet. Uh, me and my wife met over the internet as well. We, we've been together, you know, over a decade, and that's how we met. And the same thing, uh, we met for the first time, and then I don't think I ever left her house, uh, and then we ended up you know, jacking up, and here we are with kids and stuff, so... Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it happens. And yeah, I wasn't looking for it and it happened. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I guess with that, you already kind of answered my first question. I kind of want to lead out with how you guys met. Um, I kind of want to go more into what kind of guy he was. If you have more on that, I guess you kind of are touching a little bit. Cause I, I mean, the main purpose is I do want to kind of get to know him and also get to know you, uh, and like the people he left behind. Cause I do think this is uh, kind of like a human story. Uh, cause I think people think of like red flags and no knocks and they just, you know, think of statistics and stuff. And, uh, these are people who are affected by it. Um, you know, like I pointed out in a thread I made that Ayanna Stanley, uh, I believe was her name. Uh, they went to the wrong house and she was seven years old and she got killed in a no knock. So, I mean, these things happen and, you know, apparently it's actually pretty common that they go to the wrong house. So, uh, people, you know, like to think it's only for crazy people or whatever. So it, you know, it happens. So, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you go on. I kind of like to hear more about, you know, Duncan and how he was, uh, it, it's kind of funny. I was going through some of his pictures and he, he did kind of seem like an enigma, uh, you know, just, just judging by surface level pictures, kind of in a weird way, seemed like a good old country boy, but also <laughs> another way, kind of an adorable nerd. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess you can kind of tell me more about him. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he just was absorbing knowledge all the time. So uh, honestly, watched news on every side and was comparing and learning and trying to understand like 
the issues and and that's we'll go into that later about like the system design problem of local versus state versus national not matching up and like uh yeah paperwork errors and tra training problems and qual uh qualified immunity issues and like all these things that um seem like they they started to uh solve a, a problem and then created way more problems and mistakes and cost innocent lives uh then they're actually uh helping so yeah we can we can go into that a we little more that, for sure yeah. um but as far as like who he was uh yeah just absorbing all kinds of knowledge and he had uh subscriptions to all these like online colleges he would fall asleep watching math lectures <laughs> like and then just wake up at midnight and make the weirdest food like mashed anchovies with uh mashed potato and hot sauce and like weird stuff <laughs> and we were just like laughing all the time um yeah i don't know he'd research everything from like how to install electricity to a house to like how to um take care of goats or how to uh create algorithm bots for uh swing trade or something um and then you know and then we'd go out like he's so well-rounded we would do a bunch of stuff during the day video games rock climbing like go walk around in the park look at nature talk about deep philosophy society like um uh where technology is headed like how companies structure themselves uh just any any kind of topic it was it was always very deep mm -hmm. and i was talking to one of his best friends today they still send me like really nice little conversations um that they've had people who were he was he was close to um and it was even just like little things like it, it, when his friends are really down and depressed he just had this way of using all the senses to like bring up the vibes to be good vibes uh like he paid attention to the lighting in the room and the airflow and the music and and like people's mood and kind of like get them to laugh and he he just make what like without him life kind of feel like cardboard like <laughs> i was saying and and um his friend that i was talking to today was like yeah that's that's what it was that was it i was like when i was very depressed like he could just lift me out of that so he was um uh known by uh all kinds of different people like that he'd talk with for work it doesn't matter uh you know young or old like different races different political sides uh he would just mm, listen hear out he would hear out anything so and and he he had a ton of different kinds of friends um you know that's something that the police kept probing me about and i'm just like no, like he's actually really well-rounded person. Like <laughs> this is not the um, the uh, box you're trying to put him is <laughs> uh, not necessarily true.
So, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just wanted to say. Oh, here's Lara. Come here, come here, come here. Say hello. <laughs> hey, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that kind of, you kind of naturally led it into, I guess, kind of where I was wanting to lead it next because. Uh, I mean, it sounds to me like even the police themselves were kind to trying to typecast him. And um, it, that was I, I guess I kind of want to know who he was kind of politically, because uh, I know they did try to make it seem in some ways like he was some extremist. That's uh, I know, especially when you get a little bit of the conspiracies around him. Uh, a lot of people think it was uh, I know he did some sort of technical type stuff with some uh, gun rights agency. Um, so I know a lot of people assume that that may have had something to do with it. The vibe I get is he's nowhere near as much of an extremist, quote unquote. I don't even know necessarily mean extremist in like a bad way. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if you're extreme in your views and your views are correct, you know, it's oh, oh, good, you know. Uh, but um, I do think they try to paint him as being uh, more of an extremist than I think he was. Uh, I guess you could let me know more so. Uh, I don't even know if he would consider himself or anything like that uh maybe he does maybe he doesn't i know his last uh his last tweet was the constitution is dead what i titled my episode of magnus because uh, it was it was very ominous last oh, oh yeah yeah true um yeah. give me one second okay shrieky <laughs> All right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm always like doing work in one hand and like. <laughs> and that was, uh, that was Dun Duncan's mom. Uh, so I'm I'm still in his his parents' house. Uh, sometimes I go over to my parents' house um, because yeah, it's important that they're both they're all part of his life. Uh, so now we've like the bigger family networks, um, as far as, as far as like, uh, Duncan's, uh, interests or coding for, uh, certain groups, I think it actually started because, um, he had a lot of hobbies. Okay. He had, uh, electric skateboards. He has all these gadgets like uh, little camera drones and just like all kinds of the techie gadgets, you know, and he also had guns and you can have guns in America as your hobby. Um, you know, he'd go to the range. Uh, he went and, you know, bought a gun legally and had a full background check and there was no issue. So um, I think maybe there was some kind of a system or paperwork mm, error of some kind that uh, showed him as prohibited prohibited person based on a, a small like nonviolent offense uh, when he was a young teenager. Um, so there's something that's still not clear in the in the case as to. Uh, uh, why, you know, a background check wouldn't notify him or the family that um, that he couldn't own that in that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> something like this. So, so there's some kind of um, uh, system checking 
issues. Uh, sorry, I'm like I'm going to like a little different path here, but I'll come. I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So there's just um, some confusion as to like, shouldn't you notify someone if maybe there's some mix-up with uh, a status of owning something or not at a local or a state or a federal level and like how do you negotiate that how might you de-escalate that how might you have like a regular person-to-person -person conversation or or some kind of uh notices or letter or discussion or even a tri trial like anything anything where there's some kind of communication um because you know, Doug is just a regular guy. You could just, you could probably just talk to him and just say like, "Hey, I think there's a little mix-up," or like, "Hey, maybe you should, maybe you and uh, Casey need to move to West Virginia," which we were doing. We put houses. We're getting these houses in a more um, uh, an area that's a little bit more like unfriendly, I guess. So here's the thing. Back to the question. I was never. I don't, I'm not really like. I'm not pro or anti-gone. It's just, it's just like not really my thing. So he was feeling a little left out. He's like, oh man, my girlfriend's not really into this so much. So he was trying to find some buddies to um to go to the range with or to like, you know, who might be gun, gun hobbies. <laughs> Don't get me kicked off YouTube. <laughs> funny that's gonna get clipped on on twitch um <laughs> anyway uh so yeah so it, it was not really like my particular hobby um but i was kind of willing to say eh, maybe there's some kind of like uh clubs or people that that you could hang out and and go to the range with because i tried it went a couple times and i was like i'm kind of bored so <laughs> um so yeah i said yeah why don't why don't you try like just finding other people who might do that with you so he looked into just every kind of um local group to hang out with or like and branched out a little bit um a little more to like other states and learning learning about the different laws of different states like learning about different um yeah all different groups of people and cultures there are probably like dozens that he was just like trying to figure out um hey who can who who is kind of similar to me uh that i can vibe with on this just like he did for uh you know, uh, rock climbing groups and whatever. Um, uh, so, some cool people because my girlfriend's not being cool. <laughs> whatever. It was just like a very like, um, and it only took up maybe 5% of his whole time and day, you know? Um, no offense to uh, all the like wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 2A supporters and and groups and everyone that's been showering us with with care 
and and everything. Um, uh, but you know, it was like a, a small part, like one hobby out of many hobby uh, that he just kind of got into. Uh, and yeah, and then towards the end, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the police just honed in on that one thing. And it was like, that's all this guy is about. And it's for a nefarious purpose or something. They're drilling me, drilling me of like, was well, he doing this and doing that and doing this thing? And I was no, no, no. Like he, he was just um, hanging out. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, he was getting work like he was doing some websites met a few friends and uh was making websites for them to make money because he makes sites and he just used their words they gave him the words he just he was like okay I'll, you don't know how to make a website i'll make make you one um so a lot of times like the police are quoting those words but it was actually words from the little job he got um just yeah, to have money for our family. <laughs> um, so it's really like not as deep as as people making out to be. Like there's not. Um, and the other kind of shocking thing about the situation is that he had worked for as a contractor, again on like tech on websites uh, for the Department of Defense, and he was that was at a geometric energy corporation and um they worked on things like air missile defense system international uh like protecting protecting america uh and it, it's just kind of strange um that he's often pinned as anti-government i wouldn't necessarily say anti-government if he's even worked for the government before uh but definitely for smaller government because it, uh he did he did subscribe to some libertarian uh ideals and saying that people should be able to have more self-agency and they're smart and they can take care of themselves and their family and they don't really need unnecessary intervention uh which I, you know, seeing how things turned out, I would tend to agree that his theory uh, and what he stood for, like it, it all kind of like wraps up into the like the mythology of Duncan uh, that has spun out. Um, so yeah, things like just less government overreach and police brutality for unnecessary tiny laws. Like why are so many people in jail just for smoking a little weed? Like this kind of thing. Um, it's, I, I don't, I don't think it's right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would say there's like small, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, without revealing like, cause I don't study politics that much, but I, I just think that, um, there are good people that don't deserve to be, uh, I don't know, their, their lives mess with. Like, for example, they took away my laptops, all my electronics for a whole year. Uh, so I couldn't really do my work. They took my car. They, uh, 
like imagine if I didn't have family or anything. Uh, I still don't even have like we haven't even technically and we can get to the I know this is your question, like what's the legal status? That's fine. We can take as much time as you want. I usually do like hour to an hour and a half shows, so there's no rush. So um uh yeah, like I uh with my lawyers, we are still waiting on some documents and with me, since we weren't technically married yet, even though we were planning a kid, having a kid, uh, putting offers on houses and headed toward that direction, um, in the eyes of the law, I'm just like this random passerby, even though they knew I was there in the room, they knew I was sleeping there. Uh, they were, they've been following me the previous days follow and see me i went to the the doctor's office to see the heartbeat like oh you would think there were so many times they could just stop and just have a conversation with us like i wasn't holding any hostages like what <laughs> seriously <laughs> so um yeah it's 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 uh not cool when um there's just uh escalation first ask questions later like violence first ask questions later so i guess we could go into more details of the day if you if you'd like yeah i did want to touch on a couple things uh i, I, I blanked one but i remember one it might the other one might come back to me okay because uh, i know <laughs> yeah one of the aspects of this i know uh was a big thing was and i think i actually put it in my notes uh and you kind of mentioned it was the previous and don't feel free to tell me if you, you're not willing to go into it or you're not or, or not, because I know this is a confusion with the case to, with the cops. Many changing stories mm -hmm. uh, was the aspect of the supposed uh, crime as a minor or, or criminal uh, uh, conviction as a minor. So, I mean, I, I so I mean, tell me if you don't want to answer it, but because I, I think a lot of people don't really know even if there was a thing or if there ever was one or not. Or maybe you're not even aware of it because uh, mm -hmm. Because that seems to be the impression a lot of people got is that this was something that never really came to light. And a lot of people weren't aware that that was even a thing that he supposedly had a conviction. I mean, I'm full blown anarchist. So, like, that's why I was kind of getting at it. I'm not, I'm like, when I see some of Duncan's takes, I, I mean, I'm not even trying to, like, I'm not talking shit or anything. I'm just saying I, I could tell he wasn't as extreme as they were trying to position him as being. Mm. Uh, but he, um, yeah, the point I was going to, uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't be fine either way, but it is a kind of a key part of the cops, one of the cops stories that, oh, this is why, you know, we got a supposed tip that, you know, he had guns and he's not supposed to have guns. And so somehow oh, that leads to we break in in the, the early mornings <laughs> hours because that makes sense. But uh, I mean, but once again, tell me if you don't want to go into it, if you, you know, because for legal reasons or whatever, but that it was that a thing that you were aware of that you actually did have a previous conviction or, or um, no? That, that seemed to be up in the air from, you know, everyone I've ever talked to. Okay. So uh, the records are sealed, but yes, there was a previous conviction and he fully complied with all the investigation, was pretty chill. And, um, and everything was cleared to our knowledge. And I, you know, don't quote me on this, but it, it was something about, uh, I, I believe it was like, he was at a party with his friends and they're underage and at his friend's house, his 
the parents there have alcohol in the house. And I think he like took their car with the alcohol to someone other's someone else's house or like something like very um simple uh and nonviolent and just like kind of a like young like I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't and, like no one got hurt. There wasn't really a fight. Um it didn't yeah, like I it just seems uh, petty, like a small I, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, the actually don't know like the technical terms and the, the actual numbers and whatever that the, the lawyers will work out. But what I'm saying is that it's um, just very minor. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that he had called the cops about, he called the cops uh, to help. He had a girlfriend who overdosed on heroin and he called to get an ambulance to save her, to get Narcan. And uh, uh, her life was saved. And they were just kind of like, you know, it was it was her situation in her life. But of course, he's getting questioned and this and that. They're hassling him. Um, and he's just like, man, like, just this is a health issue. It's her problem. Like, I don't, yeah. So, um, that was, uh, that was the other thing where we were suspicious. Like, did any of those people, were any of those same officers from that time, like in this raid, like, was there any, like what, where, there, there's missing information. Like, where is this coming from? Where they're thinking that this is some, like, uh, I don't know, just <laughs> um, making up ideas that he was either like uh, selling drugs or selling guns or like any anything that was like not happening. <laughs> um, was some was there some kind of uh, uh, there, there's something that we're missing, you know, um, yeah. because we've gone through all the, this, this records and it, it just, um, it seems like a couple of mistakes made by teenagers, uh, there's experimenting with stuff and, uh, yeah, no one was like some, uh, yeah, he's making money from his tech, his tech work all the time. And he's extremely smart and, and, uh, went to uh, the school called, called 42, which, um, was like very rigorous, uh, tech boot camp, And, um, like he dropped out early and got his GED and was like making, uh, market making businesses and other, uh, data analytics companies and all this like really smart, sophisticated stuff. And he's in like an upper middle class, like uh, neighborhood kind of homogenous. I don't know. I'm not saying that's any better or worse than any other uh, class or demographic or anything like that. I, I believe all people equal. Um, but I'm just saying it's like, it's very surprising that um, uh, how, you know, I, I woke up feeling like I was in a third world country, just 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 explosions um, when I'm asleep. 
uh, no questions. No, I heard nothing like just explosions and uh, death. And then like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know, so I'm I am still floored. Like how if, if they did any of their homework, any homework, uh, how they could really like take these small pieces or, or one or two sentences that he said and like, comb through uh millions of nice conversations about python markov chains or like whatever you have you to find like one or two sentences that they're like this could mean this or that could be that or he maybe he was doing this when there's absolutely they're just just making shit up <laughs> I, I i guess i thought of my other thing and this isn't so much a question as a more as a statement but uh you feel free to comment on it uh, this, I believe, if I remember correctly, that, uh, you know, this was at the heyday of the Boogaloo memes. And, like, I know it sounds crazy. Uh, if you're just some boomer who doesn't understand memes, these sound like crazy, violent, extremist nonsense. But at that heyday, like, generic conservatives were sharing them around. Like, people who were just, you know, just thought it was funny. Uh, and, you know, most of the yeah. memes would be about, like, shooting cops or ATF agents, whatever. But it was more just like jokes. Like, if you come take my guns type thing. And it, they were completely harmless. No one, I mean, the, the, I'm sure there were probably some people that actually meant it, but it was just a silly joke. And I believe, if I remember correctly, that was one thing that uh, got honed in by a few people is that he had shared some. But damn near everyone I knew shared them. And like, and I hang up with a lot of generic conservatives, and it was just jokes. None of them actually meant it. Uh, right. So that's one thing they honed in on, which I could see that being a thing that, you know, police not in the know would be like, whoa, look at this violent extremist. And it's like, okay, yeah, but everyone's doing it. You're clearly just not in touch with social media whatsoever. And, and, and also it was kind of the timing of uh, around his death was when there was kind of a weird feeling in the nation where uh, a lot of like, especially conservative, anarchist, libertarian people were really, they were really starting to crack down hardcore on a lot of gun laws in a lot of states. So a lot of people were feeling on edge. And there was a lot of crazy stuff going on around that time, which kind of naturally actually led to like the kind of boogaloo memes. And stuff. So I, I, I just uh, I kind of want to add that to it. That there is that weird dynamic. I mean, you can comment if you want, uh, but I believe that he had shared some. But that doesn't mean anything. Everyone shared them. So I knew very uh, milk toast people that would share them for fun. So um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I I heard I I don't know. I just heard that it's kind of some like gun hobbyist. Uh, jokes like any culture of any hobby or niche hobby or like crypto coin or uh <laughs> god i don't know um like people who like sanrio plushies they'll have the whole meme instagrams of of their own little nerdy thing like their uh dark emo sanrio jokes or like whatever <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's very internet culture. Like I worked at Giphy Cat, which is a, a GIFs website. Um, I worked at May Two, doing designs for 450 million monthly active users for selfies and filters. And a lot of those had weird, sometimes inappropriate memes on them, or it's like edgy. Um, and even in, in, I mean, there's horror movies. There's there's books about um, intense topics that are very famous, uh, best-selling novels. Um, it's not weird to have dark humor in 
uh, online or parts of your life. Um, you know, I'd be maybe I'd be uh, concerned if uh, there was like an actual plan to really, uh, I don't know, like hurt someone <laughs> um, like like the the school. The things I see on TV about like school shooting or something like this, um, but there's there's no such uh, um, plan to my knowledge. Uh, like most of the day, we were just playing video games, uh, eating chips, like doing really boring stuff. Uh, carve pumpkin, go to a concert, like what kind of, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't feel like um, sharing a joke necessarily means that you are a threat to national security. If you're just kind of like a regular person going along, wanting to take care of your kid and raise chickens and uh, install electrical outlet stuff. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, it, it's just, it just kind of blows my mind how, uh, people might read stuff a, a certain way. Like they'll turn a ant hill into, what, what's that expression? Uh, old hill into a mountain, I think something like that. Hyperbole. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Hyperbolizing, hyperbolizing and, and being like, oh, there's some huge conspiracy going on, which I don't know. Maybe well, even if there was, I I'm like, there's we're way too busy to be. <laughs> like, I just it was to completely over my head. I don't even like you know I don't I didn't even like going to the range. I mean, I appreciate it. that's your thing. Like it's okay. It's cool. Like. Um, you know, I like uh, painting little figurines for Dungeons and Dragons, like whatever. Um, so I, I just think like these harmless uh, activities uh, and just saying some dark jokes uh, doesn't mean that you uh, need to be just woken up and shot through your window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if he was the violent extremist, the mall shooters or whatever, which he wasn't. Even if he was, there are ways to deal with it. The, the, for example, uh, this kind of due process or whatever it's called. Like you need, yeah, you need some kind of a way to, to, to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it'd be one thing if maybe there. I'm sure I could imagine a hypothetical in which maybe I could say, oh, that justifies it. But it's, it's the very rare scenario, and it's never limited to that. But uh, you know, for example, Waco is a good example people like to use. You know, all the people died in Waco, which I mean, I'm not trying to go down like a political worm, uh, rabbit hole there, but. The yeah. point is, uh, with that situation, it was well known that like uh, David Koresh left the compound all the time. And the same, you know, even if he was a violent extremist, Duncan, you know, he left plenty of times or plenty of times I could just probably pull him over, uh, whether he was by himself or even if he was with you, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, pull him over, you know, act like it's a typical, you know, whatever, you know, sir, get out of your car and then arrest him if, if that's some case. But, you know, the what they ended up doing uh, is indefensible and. Really, I think in any scenario, I'm not enough. I don't think any no knock warrants are ever warranted because even if they are your crazy, deranged, worst case scenario, it's okay. Well, you're busting into someone's house. Like, how do you think they're going to react? Uh, which I guess that kind of leaves us at a good spot to kind of go into 
the you know the events of the early morning hours because I think it was what like two, three, four in the morning, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, take as long as you want. I know this will be emotional. Uh, you know, uh, if you need to stop or if you don't even want to do it at all, if you want to yeah. move on to something else, we can. So, uh, but I, I, I know a lot of people probably, I already even had a few people in the chat asking, like, oh, who's Duncan Lunt? But I'm, and for me, it's kind of weird. I'm like, I'm surprised it's not more well known, but I guess maybe I was just that in the know that it just seemed like everyone knew. Uh, that's how internet culture is sometimes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I'd want to start by piggybacking off of what you said about Waco and that there was um, there was they they were given a lot of time like that family was tortured but like for days and Ruby Ridge uh, that that guy was given options and like asked to come in like there was definitely um, some kind of notice. Right. Yeah, at least and, they got the stand off. <laughs> yeah, some kind of some kind of clue or notice. Uh, and in our circumstance, I uh, I just woke to uh, there's a bomb coming through my window, and I'm, I'm like I, I it's there's an explosion, there's glass breaking, there's loud banging, like. Um, and I, yeah, I, there was, I, I guess I had like two seconds to avoid things flying through the window. Um, so I didn't, it was hard to see. There was like, uh, there was like a flashlight shining in and I could, I was like blinded as well and kind of deafened from the, blast um that's like uh uh that what, what do they call it it's like weapon of mass destruction those 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 bombs left this yeah. huge like black thing on the ground yeah it's killed a lot of people in a lot of cases but yeah right right and like even baby in the babies and baby cribs i heard like just um getting the wrong houses tons of times like uh, it's it's unexcusable. It's really unexcusable. Like if you've ever seen the movie Brazil, there's this raid scene and it's slightly um, comical, but it, it's a it's a jab at bureaucracy and systems and paperwork, filing and problems and mistakes and errors like that. Um, and yeah, they do this raid. They got the wrong guy. Um, their family's ruined. Like. It's it's Brazil is a movie. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can like link that. Uh, it's from a long time ago, but yeah, it just it just it's bizarre. Um, so what was I what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, so we were asleep. There's all this these uh, explosions. Um, I dive. I'm like your fight or flight. Mm-hmm. It, you, we had two seconds. I dove under, like behind the bed, because uh, I was like, "There's stuff coming in here, and, and there's glass flying." Uh, I just like dove down, and um, I see he's up, standing, and then I see him fall down, uh, and he's bleeding out. And 
and then his uh so maybe he had stood up with like his gun was by the bed may have stood up with, with his gun like oh what's that like he woke up after me i was screaming he was he was like still snoring like i was screaming and then he was like oh what 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 and just like totally dark like didn't, can't see anyone didn't hear anything no commands and then um yeah shot multiple times through the window um what you'll hear from the police like what they changed their story a few times um is that they gave these clear commands and they're inside the house and they're like there there's this time where there could be a response yeah um, and that was not the situation like it was just bam 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 and and there there was nothing i could do um i was frozen in fear and i all like yeah um and uh i'm not yeah i'm not sure what really what to say after that other than they um did not treat his uh, they did not try to apply medical aid. They wouldn't let me. Uh, they made us wait a very long time for the paramedics to arrive and uh, maybe even like hasten his, his death in some ways um, that I may, I, I don't know how much I can go into the detail, but what I'm saying is that they were completely disrespectful to his, his, uh, dying body and they would not yeah they would not uh i don't know and it's me so uh, me as well because i said because i think they were you know they had the finger on the trigger i was fully expecting to just just oh we don't want this witness i was fully expecting to get taken out like <laughs> i didn't know what was going on but i was like okay i'm just here i don't really know what's happening and yeah um but i said i'm pregnant and i was like I was frozen and they were saying like, don't move an inch, right? And I, Daniel Shaver flashed through my head because I had seen that video of Daniel Shaver and how they gave him commands and how like it's very hard commands to follow. And my hands were shaking, okay? They were probably shaking more than an inch. So I was like staring out and I was like, oh my God, they could just do it for no reason. Um, and I've, I've talked with Lainey Sweet, the widow of, of Daniel Shaver actually. And I told her, like, I think maybe knowing about your uh, husband's case may have saved my life because I was just frozen. I was like, okay, I am going to do everything I can to not fuck this up. And then, uh, you know, I said, I'm pregnant. Um, then they kind of like looked at, like, they kind of like, oh shit, like back down. Like, I don't know if they, like, it was public. I said it on my, on my Twitter. Um, they should have, I, I don't know. They, maybe it humanized the situation for a second. Um, I don't know. I don't know what saved my life in that moment. But um, there was, yeah, there was no, like no blatant disregard. There was disregard, even though I wasn't even a suspect. Um, this was just like a, a fun, explodey, like killing spree. Like it was a planned execution in my eyes. That's what I saw. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what, what, what was I going to say? Second. Okay. So yeah. So I said, I'm pregnant. Um, they're kind of like, all right, shit, what do we do? 
But still, still I was taken and placed face down in glass, belly down, just shoved like on the floor, uh, total, like I, I called them, I said, you guys are acting like animals. Like that's, I said that I, at that point, I wasn't afraid. I was just like, I, this is unfathomable. It, it, you're, you're acting like animals. Like this is not, this is, there's no way this can be real. Um, and uh, yeah. And then the, the, the other family members, they couldn't even come in. Like there were tons of men in the house. Uh, at every room, everyone was being handcuffed. No one was explaining anything. No one was read rights. There wasn't like question. There, there was wasn't really questions besides. Um, uh, I think one person asked me like if I knew if there was uh, more guns around, and I was like, yeah, I guess there's one there. Um, uh, but I was just so, I was just shaking. Um, they tore the whole house up. Didn't really find, I, did, I don't know, not much. Man, they, they, they ripped out the back seats of my car. <laughs> my sister said, what are you expecting to find? A, a little like kawaii squishy charm? <laughs> a, a plushie? Like what? And the, you know, reading on my uh, internet history, uh, searching for what pregnancy pillows. Like I just, I was, I was shocked. I was shocked because um, I can't imagine, and I think that's a scary thing for people, is that it's like it could happen to anyone. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't ex expecting this and I don't feel, I, I don't have any criminal record, no one in the house besides that you know, couple of juvenile uh, notes that, take, that were taken down, no one else in the house had any record. Um, there was no criminal activity going on. Um, there, there was, uh, to, you know, to um, the extent of like, it's just a family. There's a dog. Like, <laughs> it, it was um, just so unusual. Uh, if there's people in charge of, um, uh, you know, getting a a judge to sign off on this. So don't they have to have some kind of just homework about this? And uh, oh, sorry, I'm now I'm getting emotional. No, but. it's all right. Sorry. Right. Yeah, no, it's uh, no, I mean, it's, it's fine. Uh, we yeah. can pause to uh, address super chats or whatever if you want a minute, collect okay. yourself. But yeah, no, you brought up the judge thing. It is wild. When I was looking into this, because I made a little thread before we did this. and. Right. It's like something like less than 3% of uh, no-knock warrant, uh, warrants get denied by judges. So, I mean, I guess you could make the case that, you know, the cops do such outstanding work that that's the way they do it. But uh, I don't buy that, um, you know. Uh, but, yeah, the less than 3% is an insane amount for them to deny. And, I mean, even just some of the stuff you pointed out now, it's like they clearly didn't do their homework or, or yeah. they did and didn't care. Uh, so, you know, it was one of the two. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll take a second to let you recollect your thoughts. Uh, I got uh, my buddy uh, Reed from the Naturalist Capitalist. Uh, thanks, buddy. He said he started doing a live stream and didn't realize I was doing this tonight. So he sent the audience over here. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see if there's any other questions in there. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I was going to get into this later, but I don't know. I know when you had a post-pregnancy, you had some stuff going on. Uh, you had some like, uh, I don't think it was a GoFundMe, but it was kind of like an Amazon wish list type thing. And uh, so I don't know if you have anything still like that. 
like oh, yeah. all the people out there that'd be willing to help you out in, in any way, shape or form. So, uh, yeah, an RAP to a real king. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Duncan did really have a large effect on the uh, community uh, in general. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but if you have any, uh, if you have any links or anything, you can even let me know. Yeah, I do keep a wish list because there, I uh, people do ask for this a lot. And um, uh, what else? We did have, we do have a lawyer fund, a GoFundMe. Let me find that. Um, I think of the retainers are paid, like everything. Like I, I've just had so much uh, support al already. So. Um, you know, if you, if you want to save that and then uh, contribute to someone else that's currently having um, more of a difficult time, you can also do that. Uh, but let me just find the link no matter what, because um, I know uh, it's, it's really cathartic for people to, um, and we all need to help just to help each other out because you know, I haven't gotten any anything from this case. It's going to drag out for maybe five more years or something. Mm. Um, I don't even know if uh, uh, like what what will become of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this uh, I think we have raised. Seven, around around eighteen thousand dollars for the lawyer fees. We have two groups of lawyers. Like I have a lawyer for me and Rye, and then we have the family lawyers, and for his um, yeah, like the Duncan side, and then the the Casey and Ryan side, um, because we weren't married. Like if we were married, we would have uh, what's called wrongful death claim um, for wrongful death and the um, uh, estate. Yeah, just all kinds of stuff I and never heard before this. Um, so what, what else? Uh, yeah, was there another question? No, that's all I got right now. And you guys feel free to add more questions. I just dropped in the live chat that you sent me in the in my private chat, uh, the the Amazon wish list. I'll put that in the uh, video description as well. Uh, you know, whenever I uh, you know get done and update all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if if you're ready, if you feel up to it, I did have a couple of questions because these were kind of key points that a lot of people bring up when talking about this. I think you sort of already answered one, but I just, hmm. just to be clear. Uh, I, I mean, if you if you don't if you want to move on, we can. But I. I think, I mean, these these aren't really, uh, I guess, necessarily emotional questions. So I think you might be able to handle it. Uh, okay. You can let me know otherwise. Uh, you did mention that you were kind of disoriented when it happened, which makes sense. Flashbang, uh, you know, that's kind of what they do. And uh, I mean, even if it wasn't for a flashbang, something like that happening suddenly, uh, you, like you said, your fight and flight kicks in. Uh, did you at all, uh, I think you kind of answered this, but did you see him reach for a gun? And once again, I want to emphasize whether or not he reached for a gun, this is still not okay. Because mm -hmm. I, I literally sleep with three guns within arm's length of, of my bed uh, for that, not necessarily for the cops. Because honestly, as crazy of an anarchist as I am, it, you know, I have a family. And if I knew the cops were doing something like that, I would not pick up a gun. I wouldn't. I know a lot of people like to act like hard asses and be like, oh, I'm going to fucking fight the cops, whatever. Well, you're an idiot and you're going to get people killed. 
Um, you know, so because I mean, my top priority in my life is my family. Uh, I mean, philosophical leanings are a separate thing entirely. So, you know, but I keep them by the bed for other things besides cops. Um, you know, so right. yeah, which you know, any normal, I feel like most normal men who want to protect their family do that because uh, I know if something happens in the middle of the night, someone, you know, you know, busts in my house, I don't, you know, seconds matter. So you kind of make sense to keep them close. Right. And, you know, which I'm sure Duncan probably did something similar. Uh, if I had to guess, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I just assumed him being a, kind of a gun guy. So, I mean, if you, if you did, I mean, it, I mean, like I said, it was disorienting moments. So you probably weren't able to tell. Mm-hmm. I just know, I, I feel like that was something they kind of emphasized. I remember the cops. It's so hard to keep up with the cop story. I do want to add that. It changed like four or five times. This is a story I follow closely. And even I get lost in the details because it's so hard to keep up with their, their given narrative is of the day. So. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there was like a public reports released and I know I was diving like under and I didn't have a lot of visibility, um, but I did, I did see that. Uh, so it was like, yeah, again, I want to emphasize that this was like, two second, three second, uh, and I woke up first and scream and, and diving. And he woke up um, and kind of like, yeah, he has a gun near his bed and I think he did reach for it, uh, but there was no visibility. And I even thought, I didn't know who it was. And I even thought like there was a weird guy who maybe we, find out later, uh, perhaps we're guessing was it a informant uh, acting like a, a friend or like something, but it, there's like a weird guy at the house yesterday, um, hanging out and he brought like, um, like a fake grenade or something. So we were, um, we we're like, okay, maybe this guy's, and, and also he was, he was talking about, anti-cop stuff and and i actually talked him down from that i was just like um well i was busy working on a project so he was asking me these questions about like oh i i don't know i put this sticker on a cop's car or something and i'm like oh you okay you vandalized a car i'm kind of busy working on this user experience design thing for my students um that's interesting i have no uh like i don't really care. Like he's just like a weird weaselly guy. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's saying all this, this kind of extremist stuff. And I was responding with, um, uh, I said, do, I actually said, do you own guns? And he's like, no. And I'm like, good. Cause you shouldn't. Cause you sound very irresponsible. Uh, and I know that the things Duncan trained me with, with, guns and stuff it was just safety and basics and he uh seemed like a pretty mature or i don't know maybe he he uh may have shared a, a joke or two <laughs> like who knows um but like he seemed just uh it's a small hobby and pretty mature and just about safety um and uh I don't know. This guy was just saying weird stuff. So 
Um, I actually, oh, and then he was like, oh, I left my, he came back later. He was like, oh, I left my charger here and I, I'm coming to pick it up. I'm like, did you call? Cause like we were kind of, I don't know, busy and it, it was weird. He can't show back up. Um, and then the, uh, we had some security cameras out in the front and those were knocked down. So pretty sure this guy was a informant person, right? Uh, posing as um, uh, just someone who was a friend. He had friends over all the time doing work in tech project like this and that. Um, but this guy was different. He was weird. Uh, so anyway, I thought when when all this was things were happening. I thought maybe he was like jealous of Duncan and it was just this just weird, weird uh, kid. And he was jealous or jealous of me or like was trying to like break in and show off. Like, I'll show her. And she said I shouldn't have guns and or, like come and steal stuff. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't I didn't you know, I didn't think it was police at first. Like, I didn't see I didn't. Uh, uh, it was it was just explosions. You know, so this guy had a fake grenade. So I was thinking, um, oh, maybe maybe this guy is coming to rob us or maybe he's coming to uh, be jealous guy. I don't know. Uh, so that was um, uh, just a good. I, God, it's like an interesting point of like yeah. you might keep a gun to protect yourself from uh, a robber or whatever. Um, and, uh, there was this weird situation the previous day. So I, we don't know, we don't know if it, what was, uh, if someone's just first response, if your girlfriend who's pregnant is screaming and there's explosions, I would assume that me and, and the weird stuff was happening the other day. I assume maybe you would reach for your gun. Um, <laughs> And that, but uh, yeah, you just reached for it. And I mean, I didn't see all everything, but then he was down and it, it was just, it was just like second. So um, uh, yeah, I'm just, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it is a, it's kind of interesting you brought that up because the irony there, if that was some sort of cop informant or something along those lines, it's they kind of, Likely, I mean, don't get me wrong, even if that hadn't happened, there's a good chance he probably would act the same as any, anyone would. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like in a certain sense, they kind of maybe in, kind of instigated it. And that also kind of plays to, I, I frequently right. refer to this case as like a red flag thing, because although it's debatable whether it was even a red flag, because uh, the, which, you know, kind of is in a weird way, a condemnation of red flags in general, because it's so vague. But the idea that one of the initial stories, I don't even know if this is their, still their story, is that this was, uh, began with an anonymous tip of someone saying he had weapons he wasn't supposed to have. And, you know, lo and behold, you you said there was a odd individual kind of hanging around, uh, poking their nose around and being weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a common thing. And a lot of like, I've, I've gone, looked into a lot of these things. Like, for example, we brought up Waco earlier. They had the ATF living in a house like right next to them for like something like weeks or months. And they were just in, and David Crush knew they were weird and figured out their ATF like very quickly. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is a common thing where they'll kind of snoop around. So this kind of is a condemnation of red flags as well. If the, if the anonymous tip was this individual who was somebody who was their informant, it, obviously they're not going to give it up. It's anonymous. It's like, okay, well you're the tip. <laughs> right. So. I almost feel, I'm wondering like, is this guy 
I don't know how it works, but yeah. is this guy like trying? Does he have to do certain activities to get, like, to if he's worked for the police to get off of from uh, some other trouble? Like, I have no idea how it works. Yeah, but it just seemed manipulative. It seemed like maybe uh, some kind of a, um, like in like fabricated, created danger that. Uh, I would assume since I was, and we were uh, uh, pretty much feeling like uncomfortable by this person. I even asked him, um, I even, yeah, I don't know. He, when he, he left uh, and he came back to his phone, I asked him like, what is the deal? What is the deal with this guy? Like, did he have some issue in his childhood or <laughs> something? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think his like, I, I think his dad was like wronged or hurt by a cop or something. Maybe he he has a chip on his shoulder about it. Like, I don't know. I didn't really think about it too much. Like, I'm just trying to get these concert tickets. Like, whatever. We we just kind of talk about something else. Um, but yeah, maybe this person had been uh in the, cause I don't know where they met, probably in some chats, chat group. Uh, so maybe they were chatting a little bit before yeah. their meeting. Um, Cops and feds hang out there a lot. So. Right, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, it almost feels uh, like it's just bizarre. And then part of me is wondering what could the anonymous tip have been from a jealous ex-girlfriend who heard that I was pregnant and then um, made up uh, some, some story? I didn't have anything to do with that girl who had overdosed. Like, I hadn't heard from her. Uh, so I just thoughts running through my head, make it make sense. Like, tell me why, like, please put the, the even nonsensical like pieces together for me because there, I feel like there's just such chunks of information missing um, that it, it just, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> like some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have one more question about the event and I'll move on. Cause I don't want you to cry. Cause if you'll cry. I'll cry. I'm a big softy, <laughs> especially when it comes to like family type stuff. Uh, you know, my kids did that to me uh, and my wife, they, uh, they made me soft in that one regard. Aside from that, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty tough. But uh, the one key thing that's frequently brought up is the booby trap aspect. So, okay. I mean, if you can't talk on it, once again, feel free to, to say, you know, legal reasons, whatever. But I know that's a common part of there. And once again, whether or not he had a booby trap, Michael Malice made a great point on his show that like, okay, well, if he had a booby trap, it's just kind of proving him right. Like, it's kind of like he clearly was right to be quote unquote paranoid. It's not really paranoid if you're right. Uh, but supposedly, I guess he had some sort of rigged, uh, you know, blank shotgun shell that would just cause a loud noise, which yeah. ironically is not as bad as, you know, a flashbang. Uh, but, you know, so which they did. So yeah. I mean, them trying to point to that is very hypocritical in and of itself. But uh, supposedly they said you told them there was a booby trap uh, of some sort. Um, so I guess just for the record, I guess probably people would like to know that's true or not. It always seemed fishy to me. Although, if he did have a boot trap, he obviously it was pretty well justified in it. So, um, uh, I don't know if you want to talk on that or if not, that's fine. 
yeah, sure. So I think how this began, and there was phone conversations with his mom about um, uh, their, the house in general. Uh, now, everyone wants their house to be like secure from robbery or from uh, whatever, like jelly sex girlfriend, like whatever. We don't want uh, just anyone showing up, uh, going to privacy. And uh, the house didn't have any alarm system, right? So he asked his mom, like, can we get an alarm, like a regular alarm system? Um, and she's like, I don't know, it's too expensive or whatever. And he's like, uh, but my, uh, I don't know, Casey, like I had a lot of, um, I used to live in some other areas where people have broke down deadbolts or they've, they, they busted windows in my car. Like I've had, I've been broken into a lot. Um, so he was just feeling protective of me and was like, hey, my door has glass on it. You could easily just pop out a window and like open, like, you know, Casey said it was break-ins. Like, I just want to, I just want everyone to feel safe. I want to have a, like a system of a good, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, a, a regular house protection alarm or whatever. And uh, I guess she had said no. She was just like, I don't know, too expensive. I don't want to, or like, I don't want to replace her door. It's silly. So he was like, okay, I'll look for like some cheap thing that can uh, make a loud sound. Or, um, uh, and, and he sh was showing me when he got this thing in the mail. He was like, oh, look, it's like an empty shell. And it just makes this loud sound. And so he was telling me, uh, yeah, don't pull the string. Like, don't, like, just, this is how you undo it. This is how you, because, yeah, whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, that's weird, but it's just another one of his gadgets. He's always said, he's always like uh, reverse engineering his hardware and stuff and uh, replacing like the skateboard, adding the extra motors on it or um yeah soldering uh like i had a i, I was making um let's see he, he had stuff for his data analytics company and i was making like cookie cutters and li little toys like little pikachu and my little pony and just like <laughs> stupid shit right but all this all this stuff that that the cops are like Oh my God, they must be printing. I don't know what, what they were saying, but um, uh, where am I going with this? Uh, yeah, he's always on these gadgets. And so, yes, there was like a, a shotgun thingy, uh, that single sh shell that was empty on the door. And then I think there was a version where it's not empty. And I can't remember what, which way that it was, uh, he was just like explaining the technology. And, um, but when they asked like, is that, uh, uh, I, I was so frazzled, they're like, is that on the door um, armed or something? 
And I was like, yeah, let me show you how to not, how to like, you know, work, work it or whatever. I'm like, just trying to comply. Uh, <laughs> let me show you how to fix the, no, no, no. We're going to get the whole bomb squad in here. Blah, blah, blah. Like step away. Like it, I don't know. It just, it, it was like, um, yeah. So it wasn't like a made up thing. Uh, there was some, something there. Okay. Yes. Uh, Fair enough. Either way, it kind of didn't matter, but I just think for the record, a lot of people kind of, because it's so much, it's a lot, their story changed so much, you don't know what to believe. And there were a lot of things they tried to focus on to try to uh, seemingly justify it in some way. And that seemed to be one they stuck on, which, I mean, that doesn't justify it anyways. So, uh, you know, that if anything, it's not the win you think it is. If that's your your point, it's just proving him right. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, what, what they asked me grilling me in the station, like, oh, what are you, um, Ner nervous about and I'm like uh getting killed while I'm trying to sleep yeah. uh oh oh sorry we did that you know like, yeah. <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> I'm not necessarily from police but just like any anything anyone yeah. um everyone wants to feel safe and secure in their home and America is just like has supposedly um has these laws that are like oh you you are allowed to there's like second amendment stuff i mean i, I don't i'm not the nerd to be asking me about that stuff <laughs> but other dirty stuff to do but yeah. um i was under the impression from elementary school that that was was okay uh now i know there's just, just a lot of nuances to local law that might conflict with state, that might conflict with this and that and whatever. Um, so it's not clear. And uh, I just wanted to emphasize that, yeah, the police are gonna hone in on any little tiny fact that will grant them safety from like any repercussions, from anyone going, from anyone on their force getting in trouble or having to Hey, Brian, who's lost his dad and like all this situation. I couldn't even work. They took all my electronics like uh, for a while. Like, you know, they're just like, oh, I don't want to be ah, your problem. You deal with it. You pay. You figure out how to get diapers. Like this is the kind of uh, it just angers me a lot. Guilty feel proven innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and that's probably part of why they tore through everything you had, even to a ridiculous. If they're looking for guns, it's like, yeah, like you pointed out, some of the stuff they're digging into is just ridiculous. If they're looking for some ridiculously small little derringer or something. Right. Um, but yeah, that's probably why they did it. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess we're, I mean, we kind of covered most things and uh, moved past that. Uh, I think we touched on most of my questions. Is there anything else you wanted to add to it? I've been mean, keeping you late. I know the little guy. Uh, wants to eat. <laughs> and again, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, if there's anything oh, yeah, to add to this, you can add. Uh, otherwise, we can start wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, what else would I like to say? Please. Oh. So I've, let's see. Um, I think I've rambled on all the important parts that people are wondering about. Um, hmm. 
I guess I just wanted to emphasize that it's easy to get caught up in those uh, little details about, mm, I don't know, like weapons or state law, this, that. But what's important to know is that he's just a, like a a very smart. Yeah. A person like he was, he was a person and human. I like, I, I would like to, uh, cause the police will do everything they can to like, um, dehumanize as I, as I was mentioning, uh, that like animals phrase, uh, yeah, the whole situation was just completely disrespectful, immoral, like inhumane, brutal, violent, like the, the worst things I can imagine for uh, just like a, like a happy little family. Um, simple, smart, caring individual who was really hardworking, um, always giving to others, like always listening, uh, letting anyone to his home and like feeding them and listening to, to their side of things and accepting them. Um, you know, that's part of the thing. It was just, uh, uh, man, um, it could happen to anyone really. And it could, yeah. But yeah, in like, I mean, this is fitting with Ryan here. Like the point that always messed me up the most and, like I, it's never okay to you know, kill anyone in this manner. I think, like I, I pointed out before, I'm never okay with red dogs or dogs. <laughs> but the, the aspect of the fact that he was about to have a child for somehow just makes it distinctly extra evil. And I, I don't know, being a father myself, and like the you know, for any man, the happiest moment of life is the moment their child is born, and to be have that taken away from you you know, like shortly before it was to happen is, you know, distinctly evil. And so, right. yeah, uh, that's why this, this case yeah. stuck with me a lot. I know like other cases do too, like the Breonna Taylor case is very, you know, similar, uh, also very sad, uh, especially, you know, with the case of, you know, it was almost the reverse case of you guys where Brianna got killed and then mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the boyfriend was stuck and he actually got to fire back and, and then they kind of, you know, he had to go through the ringer dealing with that because he dared to shoot at cops. And it's like, well, you just killed his girlfriend. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure that probably had you been shot and somehow Duncan said capable, I'm sure it would have been the same. Mm -hmm. You know, if you killed my wife or girlfriend, mm -hmm. I, you know, I have nothing left to live for. I mean, you best bet I'm going to fuck you up. So in <laughs> any man, I think. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you doing this. And uh I think this is a uh, really important stuff. So for those watching, I think, you know, try to share it, you know, get us out. I uh, appreciate everyone who came. Uh, if you want to take a second to drop whatever plugs you got or, or anything else, whatever you would like to do to close out, uh, you know, uh, I, I, like I said, I have the Amazon wish list. Send me whatever other links you want me to put in the description. I'll probably uh, do all that tomorrow. I got to get to bed. I got up early, but I'll put all that in the description. Uh, that way people can, you know, help you out and, uh, you know, in any way they can. Or if you have any other, you know, uh, similar things you want people to send their way or whether it be, you know, to check out your work or say if it's uh, for other people, those similar situations, what have you, uh, you feel free to send it to me, do what I can. So, yeah. Yeah. And like our, our lawyers are in touch with Brianna Taylor's lawyers and I have met a lot of 
like if anyone's watching this in the future or whatever and something similar has happened to you or if you if you become a widow or if it's the widower or whatever happens um you can reach out to me uh talking with laney sweet uh daniel shaver's wife really helped me get through survivor's guilt like i was extremely depressed i was not sure why how i survive like uh and um yeah just talking with her really helped me so if yeah if anyone's seeing this in the future and needs emotional support for your situation you know i'm not a trained therapist but i can just be like you're not alone and i think that um can really help can really help in terms of uh you have to go on like you have like i have to go on for my son and do things that i think duncan would be proud of um for his son and just try and live life in the way that he would have taught and just keep an open mind learn everything you can like try harder achieve that goal that you want to do like stop wasting time in this and that like live live a full life with all these senses of music and, and a little feedback there um hey, uh yeah like just just living your best peaceful life with your family uh that's the whole point right you just yeah that's the that's the goal <laughs> uh survive and have a good time so, and work hard. So, uh, yeah, you always have to just keep moving forward. Um, it took me. And I guess the last thing I'll say is, um, yeah, it probably took me uh, two years to stop feeling numb and depressed and completely angry and, like, that's why I'm able to do this interview now. And I really, I really appreciate this and it's, it's gone okay. And I, I appreciate you and every, and journalists, like everything you're doing for you know, giving me a voice and uh, uh, getting this story out there for anyone it might help. Cause there's just so many families that, that uh, this may have affected. And I just want to say like, you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, uh, to add to your journalist thing, I think James Bovard was a godsend in this. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, that and Michael Malice obviously helped get it out. But I think James Bovard, had he not gone involved, involved, I think this would have been one of those stories that just kind of got under the bus and kind of didn't become a thing. So uh, I do think Bovard uh, really is, uh, if there are any heroes to be had, uh, you know, in a certain sense, he's one of them for sure. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate your time. Uh, this is, it's been great. Uh, yeah. Um, the, if you want to, if you want to share this around, this is on, on my shows on YouTube, on major auto podcasters, Odyssey as well. Uh, like, share, subscribe, comment, all the good stuff. Uh, try to get the views up, uh, you know, so that, that way we can get the story out. Uh, but I appreciate your time. Uh, I'll let you go. Uh, this is, this is good. Uh, and, uh, with that, we are out. Thank you.